0: They say every car on the road today is a used car, and that's what we're going to be talking about today on The Driving Podcast. I'm your host, Lorraine Sommerfeld. I'll be joined by James Hancock. He's the director of OEM Strategy and Analytics with Canadian Blackbook. The used car market and the new car market have gone through some crazy times with this pandemic. We've never seen inventories and prices sitting where they are now. I'm going to be asking James where he thinks they're going to go and the impact that will have on you if you're selling your car, either privately or if you're trading it in, or if you're looking to purchase one. That's what we'll be talking about today on The Driving Podcast. James, thanks for joining the show today. I really appreciate it.
1: Yep, Thank you. Great to be here.
0: We've heard an awful lot about uh, chip shortages and part shortages in the industry. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's impacting used car sales specifically? Uh,
1: thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it all started at the, the beginning of the pandemic when uh, automotive manufacturers were forced to shut down some of their production facilities. Um, in turn, they canceled some uh, microchip orders. Um, however, the um, restrictions were lifted quicker than expected. We had more of a V-shaped recovery and um, demand for vehicles, new vehicles um, was significantly higher than OEMs expected. Um, So therefore they weren't able to fulfill all the new car needs. um, So consumers had to look at the used vehicle market uh, to, to purchase a vehicle.
0: And we traditionally lose a lot of used cars, the good ones, like the three, two- and three-year-old ones, to the U.S. Is that, is that true?
1: Yes, absolutely. We've seen um, exports of our Canadian cars uh, increase to the um, U.S. Um, since their supply is being hit harder than us so far.
0: So, so that's even more pressure on our prices going Correct. up yes.
1: when yes the, the, sort- the, yeah, the, the prices in uh, the U.S. have increased uh, substantially more than us. So exporters have seen a um, a benefit to shipping cars down there and in turn has impact our prices up here.
0: Now, if I'm buying, okay, say I'm buying a new car, say I found one. I know I'm going to pay full pop for it, no doubt. Um, if I have a used car to trade in, does that mean I'm going to get more for that used car on a trade-in? Like, do I have any leverage? I don't have any on buying the new one. I don't have much. But does that give me any leverage on the one I'm trading in? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, yeah, while you're going to, you know, there's not many incentives uh, offered by uh, the current automotive manufacturers. You are going to benefit from a higher um, used car price because they are willing to pay more for those cars at this time. So you're going to get a benefit of a higher trade-in value than you typically would have saw.
0: I usually tell people when they're trading in a car to use something like Canadian Black Book or Auto Trader to establish what their car is worth, you know, against other ones in the same the same market. You mentioned wholesale prices. How should people be considering wholesale versus retail? A lot of people confuse the two when they go to hand in their car. Yeah,
1: so you can typically go online and you can and can look and see the value, the current retail uh, value of your car. However, that's not the the price that you will get from trading your vehicle in. You're typically gonna get a a wholesale price for that car.
0: I've got people contacting me because one, one old friend, he emailed, he said, my dealership, I've had my car a year and they're hounding me to get it back. And I said, well, typically they wanna get you into something new, like they want the new sales. We've seen a lot of dealers and their inventories are so low that they are coming after existing customers harder than usual. Is that, is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the traditional uh, car, like selling a new car and, and getting uh, used vehicles via trade in is really diminished uh, with the new car supply being so short. So dealers are getting creative, and finding different ways to fill their lots with used vehicles at this time. So they've been con- con- calling people. I know of stories where they're putting um, notes on vehicles in parking lots just to get wow. them, get the person excited about the value of their car and see if they'd be willing to trade it in.
0: Wow. That's, that's probably the most aggressive stuff I've seen in yeah. 10 or 15 yeah. years. I, I don't recall a time like this in the market when... Yeah, we, we've definitely...
1: Yeah, in the, in the past, it's always been uh, supply has pretty much outweighed uh, natural demand. But um, currently, right now, um, demand significantly outweighs supply.
0: Okay, I'm going to do something mean and say, do you have a crystal ball? When are we going to see these shortages ease up? We thought coming into 2022, I don't see any relief yeah, from it.
1: Our expectation was um, second half of 2022. um that we would see some normalization of production. However, given the, the latest news out the last couple of weeks, um, we're expecting this to to carry uh, well into 2023. And in some instances, people are saying that it may not even get better until 2024.
0: So it's just getting kicked down the line more and more. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I was reading your report, and the prices you publish every week or two where the prices are holding on the different segments and it was interesting to see that the large large car sedans were ahead of the SUVs for a change and I know it's only one and a half percent or 0 point25 percent so they're incremental but over the past year and a half what's been the fallout what what percentage have we seen the value of these cars change in say the last 18 months
1: since since January um, this year we've seen cars increase about five percent, and um, trucks and SUVs up about eight percent. Typically, we would see a a decline of about three to four percent for the year so far.
0: Okay, so it's definitely still holding strong. Are are we going to see, it seems like cars have disappeared. Nobody wants cars anymore. They're all going SUVs and crossovers. But when I saw that number, that the cars are holding their own, are we seeing a return to perhaps some more traditional models?
1: No, I think we're we're still a truck and SUV market. However, because they are the first ones to go, uh, people are looking at the uh, full size sedans to um, f- fulfill their their vehicle needs.
0: Oh, okay. So the the bridesmaid is finally getting a run at it here. I just want to talk a little bit if people are looking to buy a used car. What's the recommendations from Canadian Black Book? Where should they be starting, or who should they be trusting when they're looking for a used car?
1: Yeah, so so there's a lot of different different things out there. One of the great sources, uh, CBB, we have a, a tool that can can tell you what the um, the expectation value of your of your car is um, in the used car market right now. It's really about being patient, being flexible, and then keeping your eye on cars. And if you see one that hasn't moved, in a a few weeks, um, you know, you may be able to do some negotiations on that car.
0: Okay. I'm going to take a break right now. We'll be back in a moment with more with James Hancock at Canadian Black Book.
1: Now back to the driving podcast.
0: I was, I've been reading something and I don't know where you are on this, but we've seen governments and manufacturers saying that they're going to be switching to all electric by 2035 or 2030, that That goal also gets moved around a lot. But I'm wondering with people who are hanging on to their ICE cars and maybe hybrids and stuff, what do do you guys see happening in the next 10 to 15 years with used cars? Are people going to hang on to them longer and longer? If they're as stubborn as someone like my late father was, he'd never let it go. But I'm wondering what kind of impact that's going to have if we're being told we, we can only buy electrics as of a certain point. What repercussions do you see for that in the car market?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an it's an interesting time right time right now um, with the the automotive industry in in such a transformation, moving from gas vehicles to electric vehicles. Um, the the forecast of um, gas vehicles is really dependent on uh, gas prices. Um, really, what's that's going to do in the next few years? We see that the government is imposing some more carbon taxes. Um, so you will have some loyal people that will hold onto their gas-powered uh, vehicle. However, uh, I think there will be a, a, a transformation into electric vehicles, hybrids and electric vehicles.
0: So do you see us gradually moving over of our own accord without waiting for you know some big boom to be lowered? Do you think people are climbing on board?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, 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 what, what really people need to start to consider is um, total cost of ownership. I know um, when you go to a dealership, you look at a, a gas-powered vehicle uh, compared to an electric and you typically see uh, a premium for for that electric vehicle now that that premium has been um, worked on from the uh, automotive manufacturers is and is getting much smaller we also have government incentives to help stimulate uh, electric vehicle sales and if you look over um, what's what's going to happen your annual running costs um, the less maintenance and um, less there are no gas gas costs um, mm-hmm. Is really um, you know making the electric vehicle more appealing right now,
0: and the prices are coming closer together as uh, battery development improves.
1: Correct. Yeah, we've seen um, battery lithium ion battery packs um, decrease almost 80 90 percent in the last decade.
0: I'm wondering right now. I've got most people I talk to are a little leery about buying used when it comes to electrics and even hybrids. Do you think? technology will kind of soothe that a little bit do you think when people
1: you know yeah, i think it's, it's more of right now uh, education i know when when uh electric vehicles first came out there was a concern oh i'm gonna have to pay 20 to twenty five thousand dollars for a new battery in four years mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. based on uh current data it looks like battery degradation is only uh happening about two two percent a year so typically um, and they're lasting for 12 to, to 18 years um, so that is something that just people need to be educated on that they, they don't really they won't really need to replace the battery um, that, that often also to, to ease some of those concerns about uh, high uh, battery costs replacement battery costs uh, OEMs are looking at kind of different strategies than the traditional finance and leases they' actually some are actually looking at, um, battery as a service where you buy or lease the chassis, but then you kind of typically like rent or a service uh, for the battery. So you don't oh, have so you, to worry about the, um, the replacement costs.
0: Oh, so you, it's like propane tanks. You can switch out the tank on your barbecue.
1: Yeah, if yes, if needed.
0: Yeah, yeah something like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that would put a lot of people's minds at ease if they, because that's one of the, glaring problems. And I know people get mad at car reviewers because they say, you don't tell us how much it's going to cost to maintain this over time or what to expect. And I think when it's a brand new vehicle, especially brand new technology, it's difficult to guess. And, you know, we want to be straight up with people, but some stuff's new to everybody, including us. I'm wondering when it comes to used cars, what's the sweet spot? I, I know people looking for you know, ten year old cars or twelve year old cars because they're able to take care of them or they don't expect much from them. But are are we still seeing in the market that two to three year old car coming back off lease? Are are those still the sweet cars that people are looking for?
1: Yeah, that seems to be where you get the where you get typically the best value for the car. Um if they've been um out there for, you know, two to three years is, is, is where the best value is.
0: Okay, so those are the ones and it's almost they'll take anything. <laughs> I'm curious about a lot of people. We see a lot of recalls. The headlines are full of recalls every day. I think recalls are a good thing. It usually means a manufacturer is getting ahead of a problem. So when I'm going to buy a, a used car, if I'm buying it from a certified dealer, all those recalls will have been done on it. Technically, legally, they should be done. Can you speak to the fact that recalls are not a terrible thing or are they? I shouldn't put words in your mouth how How should we be looking at recalls, and how should we be gauging the car we're about to buy based on something like recalls?
1: yeah, I guess it kind of kind of really depends on what the what the recall is for. Is it a safety concern or or really a, a technical issue at that point and 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 going from that, you know OEMs know of them and they they kind of get get ahead of the game there to try to replace them to put yourself at ease. So um I, well, I would, you know caution about buying a car with a recall on it. Um, having the, the dealership um, fix that that um, recall before you actually purchase the vehicle is probably my recommendation.
0: Another question for you, James. Somebody you know comes to you and says, "I need to buy. An, I need to buy a used car. Well, any car, but I need to buy a car." We know what the climate's like right now. We know the shortages, the long wait times. What's the best advice we can tell somebody? What's the truth that we should tell them if they're looking to buy a car right now?
1: Yeah, the the best if you're if you're having to buy a car right now is really be patient. Um, you know, you may need to be a little bit flexible on, on what car you're you're buying, as well as you know what options are included in it. If you have the the opportunity to to wait, um, auto manufacturers uh, will order you the car that that you desire, um, and then you'll have to wait uh, some some period um, to take delivery of it.
0: So, do you think we're going to see uh, it's one thing to say prices will stabilize. Do you think we're going to see any of them come down?
1: Not not for the foreseeable future at this point. Okay. Um
0: 2021
1: right. we're we're still going to be in a a very really limited supply of vehicles both new and used and into 2022 at least.
0: We've been telling people for years that cars are made better now than ever before. And when I look at the cars of my childhood, it's absolutely true. They just last longer. I think there's something to be said for maintaining what you have, if you can possibly put off this purchase, like you just said, You know, if you can put it off. Do you agree that cars are going to last longer than we thought? We seem to change them out by fashion more than anything else, but um, are are we seeing a return, not a return, are we seeing the onset of really well-made cars that are worth taking care of?
1: Yes, absolutely. If you look after your car, um, follow the schedule maintenance and services. We are seeing the, the values hold a lot more than we have in in the past.
0: I've been hearing stories, mostly out of the U.S., of new cars selling beyond M.R.S.P. People are paying bounties for some of the really popular pickup trucks, fifty thousand over asking price. Are we seeing any of that in the Canadian market? It sounds like the real estate market.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there are some some vehicles. Uh, mainly in the, the the pickup truck initially that that we're we're selling uh, or being traded in for over MSRP
0: value. So I could have a vehicle that's a year too old, and there's a chance I could get more for it than I paid if it's one of the really popular vehicles.
1: Uh, mostly, it's it's the one year olds that are that are achieving okay. over over um, MSRP. But if yeah. you have a, a two to three year old vehicle, the, the 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 cost of the running cost for those two years, a lot of it is being covered by the um, the increase in value right now. So your operating costs are um, significantly lower now.
0: Wow, what a message to be sending out to people. Trade in, trade in, keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm kind of blown away by, st- I, I know the U.S. has more of the horror stories, but are, is a dealer allowed to sell over MRSP? I think they for are. A new, think.
1: For a new vehicle, um, there are agreements with the... Um, Automotive manufacturer, um, they're not allowed to to sell it for no. over SRP. Okay. However, um, there are ways, you know, if they if it's traded in after six months, then. If the opportunity arises, they can set the price.
0: Oh, so it's not technically a new vehicle anymore, which means right, yes. that comes off it. Oh, okay. That's tricky. All right. So establish what the MRSP is before you go into a dealership so you know where you're where you're working from. Okay. Crazy time to be in the car market right now. Um, we keep thinking stuff's going to change. Now you're telling me we could be into 2023 before things ease up. I want to thank you for your time today, James. This has been great. Uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you. That's all for this time, but join us next time on The Driving Podcast. We're going to be talking about the size of trucks on our road today, the size of vehicles, how that's impacting the safety of everyone else on the road. It's also a good time to remind you, you can subscribe to The Driving Podcast through iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Please check out our previous episodes, and we look forward to seeing you for all the rest.
2: Hey there, Andrew McCready here from Postmedia's Plugged In podcast—the half-hour show taking you down Canada's electric vehicle highway. Super excited to be launching season five in mid-October with a full slate of guests covering all the EV topics that matter to you and our planet. Just as with seasons past, we'll be talking to the experts and the everyday people who are driving the EV revolution forward in this country and around the world. Be sure to check out all the past episodes by subscribing to Plugged In wherever you listen to your podcasts or at driving.ca. If, like me, you live life in four-wheel drive while brushing your teeth with rough-cut pine lumber, you'll want to listen to the Truck Guy podcast from driving.ca. The Truck Guy podcast is presented by driving.ca's Matthew Guy. I'll host a new expert guest every episode to talk about pickup trucks and 4x4s. Ride shotgun as I explore truck-related topics ranging from towing and overlanding, with the latest models and their hot new features. Produced right here in Canada, the Truck Guy podcast is your dirt road ride to fresh inside takes on the latest truck news, test drives, how-to tips, and just maybe a dose or two of high-octane opinion. Join me to explore the best that Canada has to offer for off-road wheeling, towing and hauling, camping, and a bit of truck-based DIY. Beds aren't just for sleeping, they're for hauling dirt, towing trailers, and just about any other work or recreation task you can think of. The Truck Guy Podcast is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you download your favorite audio program.